Good evening, everybody. Good evening, and welcome to a special Monday night edition of Critical Conversations. I am your host, Latanya Harris Gooden. Just call me LHG. It's all about love. I came on here with my red, with my reddest lipstick. Listen, do not question my spirituality because this red lipstick is popping, baby. I'm going to still see all of Jesus the Christ. You hear me? Let me tell you. I'm not playing with y'all tonight. So tonight's show, I'm so excited to have two very, very, very special pastors slash mentors slash sisters slash so many things that these two women of God are to me. Um, one of which was my Sunday school teacher. Um, you gonna think she started teaching at, at, at age six when you see how young she looks. She must have been teaching at seven years old. But I always talk about our church growing up and how important it is to, to have been raised in a solid ministry and having a solid foundation based on Christ and based on love. We would sing a song, bind us together, Lord. Bind us together in love. So we are rooted in that. And even though we've gotten older and our pastor doesn't pastor anymore, and we've gone on to do great things in our own individual ministries, there's this fiber that weaves us together and it's called love. So we're talking about love tonight. I need you to tag, share, follow on Facebook, follow on YouTube, we are excited to have these two beautiful women. I'm going to pray and introduce them uh, the right way because they got some credentials. And I want to make sure I, I introduce you to them. You've already met Pastor Inga. She came on about the Christmas program that Earthquakers, shout out to Earthquakers Ministries. They're my people. They're my people, okay? This is, this is the village. This is the village, y'all. And I pray that um, you're able to attend the event that we're going to talk about tonight because I call tonight's show Love Literacy because we learn about everything else. We educate ourselves about every other topic, but I don't know if we take the time to educate ourselves about love. God is love. God is the epitome of love. So when I called it love literacy, it means we're going to be talking about how do we learn about what God's love is and how he has commanded. Yeah, love is a command that we love one another. Because in some cases, we don't do good. We'll, we'll cut somebody off over the smallest infractions. So I want us to dive in and talk about love. And you're going to learn about this event and learn about the organization behind the event, um, the creators of the event, and why you should get your ticket so you can be at the event. So I'm going to pray. Be sure you tag and share. Welcome to tonight's show. Let's go to the throne of grace. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for being the most magnificent demonstration of love that mankind has ever seen. There's no gift that can beat you giving your life for us. Your love made sure that I could live. Your love and your sacrifice made sure that I'm forgiven. So Father, I just have to take this moment in time to thank you. Thank you, God, for your gift, your sacrifice of your son, Jesus Christ. 
God, your commandment to love everybody is that of a serious nature. And I brought two of the heavy hitters here tonight to talk about how important love is and how important it is that we love each other, whether it be romantically, whether it be friendship, whether it be church family, we need more love. So tonight, God, as always, I ask you to just show up and do what no other power but Holy Ghost power can do. Lift a bow down head. Encourage a troubled spirit. Ease and calm a troubled mind tonight. Let someone remember that they are loved. So God, I thank you for this platform for Trailblazers Radio. I thank you for Earthquakers Ministries. I thank you for everyone who's going to come in during the live broadcast and even during the replay. And I'll be so ever careful to give your name praise because I owe you my life. I owe you my life in Jesus' name. Amen. Woo! Let's get started. Let me bring up Pastor Inga first. And then we're going to bring up Pastor Denise Cooper. Pastor Inga Wallace. How are you? I'm well. You always look so, so, so gorgeous. Thank you, love. And thank you for gracing the critical conversations stage again. I you love have it. A reoccurring invitation uh, to this space. You and Apostle, God bless him, uh, have been a part of my life in terms of what I'm doing now. Started decades ago uh, at a little church on Linwood in Pasadena, <laughs> Michigan. When I was what all of, of of twelve, if that twelve years old, I had just a, a desire to do exactly what I'm doing today, and to see that come into fruition, and to be able to interview you and Pastor Cooper about something so monumental as love. Thank you for loving me. It's important that as children, you have people in your world that love on you. And I, I hope that the other pastors are watching because I really hope you have a youth department where you are loving on your youth. Yes. We don't do that. There's some folks out there that will give them the wrong kind of love. We want to make sure we are showing them, demonstrating to them God's love. Absolutely. And I thank you for doing that for me in my life, you oh, and Apostle. That was that's always been very special to me. Uh, because I can be I'll be honest, not everybody grows up in a environment that feels loving all the time. Yes. And we have our ups and downs in this thing called family. But our church was an extension to me of God's love. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. <laughs> You'll feel that I still, no matter what goes on, whether somebody is sick or we, we just lost Sister Parson, our first lady, love brought us there. We Absolutely. had to be there for Elder Parson because that's love is what love does. Absolutely. It's an action word. So thank you, an apostle, for loving me, loving my family uh, in that tender age. You know, when you're kind of like, I don't even know what I'm doing here. You know, you all provided that structure uh, for us as a youth department, always supporting us. And that's what Sister Parson did. Yes. And we're dedicating tonight to her. Yes. We, we were her babies. I don't care what we had going on. If she was well enough to be there. Yes. She was there for us. 
She watched us grow up, watch us blossom. And I just want to say to those of you who um, don't know who we're talking about, Elder Harold Clifton Parsons Sr. Yes. Was our pastor uh, as young adults and and going back to to my younger, younger years. And his wife, Lady Fajetta Parsons, uh, went home to the Lord a few weeks ago, about a month ago, was it a month ago? Time gets so away from me. Yeah. But, um, she was our first lady, the epitome of grace and class and love. And we love coming to church. We loved each other. We loved being involved in what we had going on. And what you see tonight is an extension of what we grew up on. And I believe when you're in church as a child, that's the seed that gets planted for you to be able to grow in your adulthood and impact the world. And that's what we've been doing in our own unique way. So Pastor Inga is a mother. She is a grandmother. She is the most prolific worship leader. When I tell you she can take you into a place of worship where nothing else matters but you and the Lord in that moment. You can't but lay every burden down and just lay at the feet of Jesus when she opens up her mouth. And I grew up listening to this voice. Hello, Justin Dorcas Dillard. Thank you for being here. I, I grew up on this voice and such a powerful, powerful ministry. And then when she got married <laughs> um, and she started having a duet, it became a duet. with yes. her. And, and, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Them together is powerful as well. Um, Earthquakers ministry is where she pastors. Her husband is Apostle Lawrence. Uh, Wallace Sr. And they together are the leadership of that ministry, along with Pastor Denise, who you'll be meeting shortly. Yeah. Uh, but that is also a ministry built on love as well. And their reach and their impact spans across the country. They've been to other states as well and landed back home uh, in Detroit. So it is an honor to have you here Pastor Inga, I appreciate your sacrifice of time. And again, shout out to the Earthquakers Ministries, to all of the members and those who have embraced me and my family in love. That's what we're all about. And thank you for being a demonstration of that. Uh, we're going to bring up Pastor Cooper. I saw her at the bottom of the screen. She might have stepped away. This is a great time for you all to share, to tag, to subscribe, go over on YouTube, as well as Facebook. Trailblazers Radio is in the house. Justin Dorcas Dillard says, we love you, mom. Oh, that's so special. My daughter in the gospel. I love it. I love it. Thank you for being Texas. Here. All right. Come on, Texas. Come yes. on. I love it. I love it. And while um, Pastor Cooper is coming back, I just want to also let everybody know that one thing that I talk about on pretty much every show is our health, our wellness, and our wholeness. Mm -hmm. And there's seven dimensions, basically, of life that I touch on, whether it's our physical, emotional, spiritual, financial, social, environmental, um, vocational, 
I believe it is the will of God that we prosper in every area. I think that's what Jeremiah 29 and 11 is talking about, that we're able to be uh, prosperous in every area of our of our lives. Um, give me one second. I want to communicate with, with, with um, Pastor Denise. One second. I think she might have got a call. Thank you for bearing with me, everybody. Okay. I also see Stephanie in the studio as well. Hey, I want um hey Stephanie. I also wanted to talk about when I think of love, I think of your mother, Pastor Inga. Uh, mother Andy. Hi, Elder Sandra Cobb. The forgiveness coach is in the house. Thank you for coming through. Uh, Mother Gandhi was another uh, person who really epitomized love. Um, she loved children. She loved family. Uh, she made sure you felt welcome at her home. And we grew up having Sunday dinners over on House Street and before that over on Gallagher. Yeah. Whenever I go to the east side and I see Gallagher, I think of Mother Gandhi. And um, you're the same way. You are so much like your mom. And that love is a ministry. It is. I really believe that love is a ministry. Being able to make people feel comfortable, loved, accepted. That's not for everybody. Absolutely. Everybody isn't good at that. But you have literally embraced that, you and Apostle. And I love you for that. We got Minister Cooper. Pastor Cooper is in the house. Let me bring her up. There she is. Oh, yes. um, oh, lady. This beautiful lady here <laughs> is Pastor Denise Cooper. Thank you Hello. for being here, Pastor Cooper. I just love you so much. I love this you. Is, this is full circle. This is this is literally a full circle moment. Yes, this was my Sunday school teacher, y'all. Um, the day over 22. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> she is a very loving person. G Renee. Hi. I know who that is. Awesome, Renee. Here, <laughs> Love you. Love you. Let me just tell y'all a little bit about. I want to call her Dr. Cooper. I guess Come on. You're supposed to get your, your PhD and some stuff. I, I just it just it just fits. So she is a philanthropist. Ever since I've known her, even going back before Gabrielle was born, you always had a heart and a passion for women, for young people, uh, pregnant women, struggling women. That was always your heart. And I appreciate you because some people get to a certain place in life, a certain level of success in life, of comfort in life, and they don't reach back. That is not you. Hmm. Ever since I've known you, you've always been a teacher, a mentor, someone who, who minister, of course, that loves people. And I love that about you. So when I read this bio, the philanthropy just makes sense because this is, this is what you do. And I remember you having the home for young women and children. And that is something that we don't have enough of in this particular time. There's so many women, young women, women, period, and children that are not connected. And that community element is missing and they're just lost. Yeah. And when you find yourself in that desperate place, your decisions aren't always godly. That's true. 
because you just want to be loved by just any anybody. That is so true. Your level of reasoning isn't strengthened because you haven't had that connection to someone that can teach you. The grandmothers and the church mothers of old, they're passing away or they're just being too quiet. I don't know if it's a little bit of both, but the women on this screen, mm. they're not old enough to be church mothers per se, <laughs> but they have the wisdom of yes. church. Yes. And that's what we need. I'm someone's elder at almost 50. I am someone's elder. Yeah. So I want to make sure that I am demonstrating in my life the love of God and God's love for people. Let me keep going on this on this bio here. So Pastor Cooper has done ministry. She's got 35 years. I almost think it's a little bit more, but I, I'm almost 50, so that might be about right. But I remember growing up in your teaching capacity how you always had a way of taking the Bible stories and biblical principles and breaking them down for us as young people and making it interesting. Yes, Apostle, love is the standard. I agree. I agree. I remember you being involved in teen clinic and you gave me, you and Pastor Newsom gave me an opportunity to teach a creative writing class. And you did that. No women. Oh my God. How old was I? I goodness. Yeah. Wow. And I thank you for that, for giving me that opportunity because that blessed my soul because those young ladies all had unique stories yes. that touched me and putting together a skit, we put together like a little skit for them to demonstrate some stuff that they had gone through. And mm -hmm. it was amazing. Yes. I also remember you being involved in home ministries yes. as well as pastor Inga was involved in that as well. That's going, that's going back. That's going back. So now we land on Oasis ministry feeding minds. Tell us about that, Pastor Denise. Well, Oasis Ministries Feeding Minds is a foreign missions ministry. And the heart of it, it's really rather interesting how it came up, but the heart of it is to um, take to desert third world countries or what they call underdeveloped countries to be an oasis in a desert land for them. So what we are, what God has called us to do is to, by the grace of God, through the love of God, with the resources that we have, whether it be um, financial, whether it be skill sets, whether it be tapping into resources that are outside of their nation, mm -hmm. what our heart is to take to them um, and to be to them a an oasis in a desert land a place where there's fresh water yes. a place where there is provision a place where there is teaching a place where there is access to resources mm -hmm. that are out of their reach but resources that we have access to so yes. what we do is what we endeavor to do is to take to them life sources in a dry desert land we want to bring mm -hmm. life we want to bring fresh water, yes. but through the love of God, yes. in a way that brings glory and honor to God, not just as a humanitarian effort, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but in a way that is the an extension of the hand of God 
and the love of God through demonstration. So mm -hmm. we've got a powerful team. Uh, Pastor Inga is on our board of directors. We've got uh, Jocelyn Cotton, who is an attorney. She brings her skill set. We've got um, uh, Lenovia Evangelist Lenovia Robinson. Yes. <laughs> done foreign missions before in Haiti. So okay. she has heart for it. She also is a retired educator and social mm -hmm. work. She had a, had a master's degree in social work. She retired as a social worker. Mm -hmm. So we have people that are part on our board um, who are very skilled people. We have uh, uh, David Cook, who is a, actually, he works in law enforcement, real estate, okay. a businessman. Um, mm -hmm has several businesses going at this particular time, but he's also a resource person. He always knows about different resources and he's a, a, a whiz at IT technology. Oh, um, but he brings in every kind of thought you could think of. He's mm -hmm. got questions and he's got answers and he's digging in the answers. So we've got a wonderful team. We've got um, a wonderful team. We've got wonderful board advisors. Mm -hmm. um, we've got Apostle uh, Lawrence Wallace. Yes. You know, his heart is people. Absolutely. His is love, and his heart is seeking the wisdom of God in whatever we do. We yeah. don't just want to be doing a good thing. We want to know the mind of God regarding it. So yes. he is one of our board advisors. We have uh, Mother Kathleen Foster, and she's a person who sticks to the word. So okay. like, if we find ourselves veering off into something, she is a person who doesn't mind yes. your attention what the word of God says. Right. God has called us to, no matter what it looks like. Mm. We have a newer... Um, advisor on our board um uh 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 elder lisa walker yes what she brings is she's a very knowledgeable person and she's a person who will dig and find she's going to help us with our grant okay opportunities and possibilities but she also brings um a level of a uh, remembering to stay in the vein of integrity. I mean, she's yes. particular for stuff like that. So mm -hmm. we're in a situation where God has equipped us with a really powerful team that mm -hmm. gives us an opportunity to really be the voice and hand of God in these dry lands that God is sending us to in the mm -hmm. area of foreign missions. I love that. That is so powerful. And I know many of the names that you've named. I know them personally. And it's just a, a wonderful thing to see them operating in this realm of, of what God is doing in their lives. I love it. Pastor Inga, why was it important for you to be a part of this Oasis Ministry Feeding Minds? Um, well, you know, our, our, our hardest people. Mm -hmm. Um, and when, um, Pastor Cooper, uh, brought it to our attention, just, um, being an extension beyond the borders mm -hmm. um, of extending our love, um, extending our concern and our mm -hmm. care, um, for how we feel about, um, those that are in need. Um, and you know, we, we're, we're here in the Detroit. Yeah community and we reach out, you know, to those who are homeless, those who, you know, um, you know, my work is housing homeless individuals. And so those who, again, um, need that 
oasis, <laughs> you know, that water mm -hmm. in a dry land. And when she brought to our attention to have that opportunity to extend it um, to other countries, to, to other areas that are of almost total desolation, mm -hmm. um, it just, it just, it just was an immediate yes. Um, mm -hmm. Because um, that that's our heart. That's just where our heart is. Absolutely. I love that. I want to ask a couple of questions. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Pastor Cooper, your background, you have extensive corporate background. Yes, I do. Well, tell me how that plays a role in what you do with Oasis Ministry Feeding Minds. Well, I've worked in a corporate environment, so the understanding of how businesses operate, and I've always worked in, you know, at the executive level, the upper okay. levels. Um, so knowing how a business should operate, I have an understanding of that. And then some of the principles that are needed to walk in integrity in it, you know, um, that has played a very critical role. Even some of the administrative administrator skills have come in handy. Um, prior to my retirement, my last 15 years were spent working in uh, legal, legal environments in, in, in oh. corporate legal areas. And, and in that capacity, we did a lot of uh, entity formations, mm -hmm. of entities, um, setting up foreign entities in other nations, mm -hmm. incorporating other nations, understanding um, some of the laws that we're governed by when wow. we're in those nations, they have a totally different set of laws. Um, so things like that came in handy. The things that I learned about, you know, acquisitions and mergers and yes. things up, those are things that all played a role in being able to form this particular entity. Because at the time of forming it, mm -hmm. I thought my only role was going to be to form the entity. Mm, all right. That it was going to be to actually be involved in it. Um, to this extent, but God already knew. God knew. So yes. Also, I forgot in mentioning the board members, I left off someone, uh, uh, Stephanie uh, Cook. Yes, uh, Stephanie. Daughter, she's on the board, and the way she got on the board was when she was a little girl, she wanted to be a missionary. Wow. I discouraged her. I told her, <laughs> ministry is work. It's a labor of love. Unless you're gonna. Uh, pimp the people you yeah. are going to be serving. You need to go to college and you need to earn a living first. Okay. And then you can do that on the side. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget from the time she was really, really little, she always said that she wanted to be a missionary. And I kept saying, establish your career first. Mm -hmm. I kept saying, I want God to use me and I want to go, you know, to other lands and I want to take Jesus to people. And right. I kept telling her, go to college and do that first. And then you can do missionary stuff later. Mm -hmm. So who would know that all these years later, Yes. all these years later, and I was, I'm not doing foreign missions. There's too many <laughs> kids in Detroit that need what God has given me. I'm not going across the waters yeah. to give it to somebody else. But yeah. who would have guessed all these years later, God says go. Wow. Yeah. My God. God has said go. Oh. And then he put a he put something in my heart in that direction because it wasn't there. You know, my heart was Detroit. That's what I know. Mm -hmm. Oh, the struggle of coming up here. Yeah. And who would have known but God? 
Wow. Wow. Check heart regarding it. And the first person I thought of is let me call Steph. Yes. <laughs> yes. Wow. I think you just gave uh, some good advice to people who are considering missions because you mentioned the, the legal aspect and the business aspect and just having things in order. We're talking about a whole different part of the world. So yeah. if you are considering getting into missionary work and missions work, I'm glad that you're in the room. Share this because there could be other people that want to do that. And it's, it's more than just your idea. The idea is wonderful, but she's saying she's had to have people in position and their areas of expertise are rising up to make sure there's no stone unturned and making sure everything is done in decent and in order. And I think people probably miss that part of it. Well, you know, so what I'm glad the, you brought that up. That is the biggest challenge because it is more than just the notion. Like, I, like you said, you're dealing with different governments that have mm -hmm. different standards. Mm -hmm. And when you go in, you're pulled in different directions, but you kind of have to really know um, what you stand for. Yes. Our government stands for us because mm -hmm. we go in, we're going in as a representation of the United States of America. So we can't just go in any way. Mm. We go in correct. Come if we now. don't put ourselves in a position where we can be under the radar of our government, we could be considered a problem. Wow. So, um, there are a lot of things that um, that we're trying to navigate through as we deal with other countries, other cultures, other governments. Yes. This particular area of ministry. It's a ministry, yes, but the Bible says to obey the laws of the land. So we have to govern ourselves according to the laws of the land that we're from as well when we go to these foreign nations. Absolutely. So it's it's been interesting. Wow. But well, we certainly will be praying that God continues to give you the strategies and the wisdom, the resources yeah. to continue to do what it is God has called you to do, because it is des definitely needed for for now, for for right now. We need this. And I think sometimes we get so siloed when it comes to just what happens in the States. And we don't we don't connect across the waters nearly as much. Uh, but and to be honest with you and, and going back to my childhood, that really wasn't talked about a lot. Mm -hmm. no. So I'm I am so glad that you are and Oasis and Earthquakers are partnering together to to change the culture, to make sure we start realizing we got people across the waters. We yeah. We, yes. we really do. They are amazing people. Wow. Amazing people that grew up in totally different circumstances. Wow. Who grew up a totally different way with limited resources because you know that the European nations have cut at you know the whole African continent out of its system. Wow. So when you look at the fact that they're not able to be in the same market and they're not able to to make the same money, they're not able to take the riches and wealth that they have and put it on market. Wow. They're not even able to take their diamonds and their gold and just put it on market. They have to go through a European nation in order to access the wealth that's in the land that they're oh in. God. But when you look at the position that they're in mm. and the fact that it is intentional. 
And the fact that God brought us here and we have access. Yes. Resources that you would have to go there to understand what we mean. When we say the poverty is extreme, it's extreme. Mm -hmm. And same price for a car that we would pay. The poverty is extreme, but they paying some of the same prices for food that we would pay. Yeah. But yet there are no job opportunities. They said unless you, in Sierra Leone, West Africa, unless you work for the government Mm -hmm. or unless you work, um, unless you work in politics or unless you have some, unless you know someone that is wealthy that owns an establishment, which is not a lot of them, because a lot of like the Chinese and the Russians and the Arabs go over there and they own the businesses. Yeah. So if you don't know anyone, you can't work. Yeah. No job to go because everything is imported to them. Mm. They have anything that they manufacture or grow and market themselves, everything is imported. So they have to pay the imported prices. Right. But yet they have no thing. No. No thing. No. My God. My God. But they pray and they praise God. Jesus. Daily bread. A cup of rice at a time. Woo! One cup of rice at a time. Jesus. Mm, 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 mm. Wow. You were recently in Sierra Leone. Was that right, Pastor Cooper? Yes. Self and uh, Pastor Inga and Apostle Wallace and a few of the board members from Oasis, we sent some money over to assist them in the ministry. And we went over to check and make sure that the resources that we sent were being used in the capacity that we sent them for so yes we went in um november of 2023 so we were there from november the 1st through november the 14th wow powerful time powerful time it was i want to get your take what was that experience like for you that your first time going to africa my first time going to africa going out of the country (laughs) Wow. Um, oh yeah. Uh words cannot explain. Mm. Um I'm I'm not a crybaby, but <laughs> she cried. cried the whole time. The whole time. When when you see those children, mm. um, my God, and you see that their desire to want to learn and 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 but to see the conditions Mm. in which you have hundreds and hundreds of children compacted in one little space my lord hot as it is Mm. no electricity no running water and they're not complaining wow they're just happy to be in school. Wow. They're just excited about learning. Jesus. And you have these teachers that volunteer most of the oftentimes their time mm. and walk miles to mm. get to the location just to teach oh children. And they don't complain. Jesus. And 
they, you know, even in feeding the children, you know, there are, there is no stove and refrigerator and this, you know, they have a corner um, uh, in the outside of the building where they're building a fire, mm. you know, with bricks and stuff. And then they're taking a pot and putting it on the fire with as much as whatever they can to, to make enough to feed the children and rice is usually their main dish of what they can afford is rice. Wow. 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 Ooh. So see that firsthand, you know, it's like you see this stuff, you see it on TV, you know? Yes. To actually see it. Yeah. With your own eyes. Yeah. I cried the whole time. My God, my God. So that leads us to what is happening on February 9th. Yes. Let's talk about this event, this Valentine's Day event where we're going to be talking about love and God's love and love languages. Pastor Denise, tell us about what this event is about and how did you arrive at the decision to do this? Well, you know, because of our experience in Sierra Leone and because of us seeing the need there, um, we came back inspired to begin mm -hmm. raising efforts to send as much support as we can to assist them in educating the children, yes. the children, clothing the children, helping them with medical expenses. Mm -hmm. um, they tutor the children after school. So we decided there's a small core group of people, about 12, mm -hmm. that are working with hundreds of children's, children and their moms. Mm. So we decided they're doing it. They've been doing it up to this point by faith. Um, but we just, what we decided was we wanted to assist in any way that we could, which is what we're so even when we're not boots on the ground in a foreign nation, we want to be able to send resources Absolutely. to assist them with the work. And so what we decided was, I, I, like Fran, we need a fund. We need a couple from fundraisers mm -hmm. along with some other things that we're looking into grant opportunities and things of that nature. And the thing that occurred to me was that uh, Valentine's Day was coming up, and. Mm -hmm. Valentine's Day is quote unquote so-called about love. But I thought, well, maybe we can create mm -hmm. an, an opportunity and an experience to gather people together. Yes. Really talk about what they say it's about. If it's about love, I said, let's, mm. let's talk about um, the languages of love. You know, now I read a very interesting yes book by uh, Gary Chapman, who is a Christian psychologist. Yeah. He wrote the book, The Five mm -hmm. Love Languages, changed my life when I was married um, mm -hmm. with my husband, um, who is now deceased. It was a book that literally um, opened my eyes and changed the whole trajectory of our relationship. It changed after reading that book. Mm -hmm. He and I both read the book. We talked about it. We walked through it and we gained an understanding about love. So yeah. it occurred to me, uh, let's just do a, a nice dinner. Mm -hmm. And it won't just be for couples, because when you look at what love really is, when I learned in marriage, what love is, is deeper than a romantic exchange between yes. a woman. Yeah. What it took to stay married was not that romantic exchange. Mm. 
what on, now. they married was to understand love at a deeper level at the yes. of what it really was. And so I said, well, maybe we can do a night where we invite everybody, whether you're married, whether you're in a couple situation, whether you're single, whether you're widowed like myself, mm -hmm. and we can talk about love yeah. because there's something to be learned about it. One of some of the things that I learned about it was that it's bigger and deeper mm. than romantic exchange. And if you look around, there are many ways to express love. There are many people to express love toward where yeah. God flow through you and the love of God when it meets and it connects with somebody it comes back to you because as, yes. as you sow love you reap love that's so right like, let's make it a nice night for people yes. single couples um widowed mm -hmm. and we'll talk about love and we're going to talk about it according to the truth mm. we'll talk about the love languages which is important to know but we're going to talk about what the Bible says about the four types of love, the arrows, mm -hmm. the familial, the, um, uh, the, 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 the storge, the, the agape, which yeah. is the ultimate. That's the yeah. real deal. That's where we aspire to be. It's the only thing that will last. Yes. It's yes. the only thing that, that will last. And it's the thing that is not gender specific. It's something that, you can love your friends. You yeah. can love family. You can love on children in need. You mm -hmm. can love on your neighbor. Yes. You can love on your coworkers. You, we can love on anyone. Every day that we wake up, it's an opportunity for the love of God to flow through us and love on somebody. Absolutely. So the Lord said, "Let's talk about love. Let's let's break it down. Let's talk about it. We'll have couple. We have a couple there. We've got a widow there um, that'll be on the panel as we talk about it. We're going to talk about the four types of love in the Bible, and mm -hmm. we're also going to talk about these uh, five love languages that Gary Chapman introduces in his book. The I five. love that. Yeah, I love that because sometimes, oftentimes." When Valentine's Day comes around, people who are not coupled up may seem like, you know, well, what do I do? Everybody is going out to dinner. Everybody's going out with their husband, significant other. What can I do? I love the fact that this event is open to just people. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I also um, want to invite, I have a singles ministry and I have a marriage ministry. So I am reaching out to my groups uh, <laughs> to beat me there. Don't meet me there. Beat me there. Get your tickets yes. uh, because I think couples and singles should talk. I think, I think there can be a lot of, of wisdom that's exchanged amongst people. Yeah. Yes. I really do. Uh, Cause I can, I can tell you from my, my own experience uh, going into marriage, you can think, you know, you can think you understand you so in love though. Oh, baby, I'm in love with you. <laughs> I love me some him. That <laughs> brother get on your nerves. You're like, listen here. It is it's a lot involved. And I we also went to a, a conference. The, the love language concept is brilliant. And it to me, it doesn't just apply to romantic love, even in friendships. Yes. 
people want to receive love their own way. Yes. We get so caught up in loving people the way we think they should be loved. But you got to understand what has that person been through? Yes. We see love and life through our own lens. Mm -hmm. So if this person has had rejection issues, abandonment issues, then you may have to love them a little differently. They may not trust you automatically. Like you might have had perfect home, whatever, but somebody else might have had some situations that hurt hurt them and harmed them where they side-eye love a little bit. So you may have to demonstrate real love to them more so than words. They may have to see you are committed to them. So I am excited. I even ordered a new copy of the Love Language book so I can be prepared uh, for the discussion because I think this information, that's why I call it tonight Love Literacy. Yeah, we're we're gonna educate ourselves about love. The love uh, is something that God pushes really strongly in the word from how we should love him to how we should love each other, and even going further, that how we should love ourselves, our bodies, our temples. So yeah. I invite everybody. I'm gonna have the flyer in the comments. I want you to follow Earthquakers Ministries. The Oasis Ministry, I want you to follow them so you can make sure you are knowing about all the events. And this happens to be a fundraiser for yes. a very, very good cause. So while you're having a good meal, yes. you're getting enrichment. We don't have enough love enrichment. No. And for some of us growing up, love looked a little tedious and it had a lot of pressure. <laughs> we we want to get back to the beauty yeah, love. And even when it comes to dating, sometimes we, I, and I could speak for myself. I had got so tired of being single. I said, "Listen, the next thing smoking, I'm gonna <laughs> do. I'm grab that dude up, and we is getting married. <laughs> you can't do that. You gotta, you gotta wait on God. You gotta admit, Lord. Okay. Yes. I, you see me in line, right? My feet hurt." But I know you got somebody for me. Because if you operate in desperation and loneliness, you may not get the right person. Yes. And love will make you wait too. Your love for yourself. Lord, I want what you have for me. Absolutely. My fiery loins might want. Mm, them fiery loins get y'all in trouble out there. <laughs> now, when that smoke clear up and them loins calm down, you got to be able to get along with this person, okay? Yes. So I'm looking forward to this, pastors, because we don't spend enough time talking. That's why I call this show Critical Conversations. We don't have enough conversation. Amen. Children are being born and raised, and we ain't talking. Mm. Now they have this thing right here that's talking to them. Mm-hmm. And we don't know if that stuff is even true. Right. That they're looking at the internet. Who who checks that? Who I don't know. Some of that stuff you can't even, and it, all of it's not even biblical. Some of that stuff is just very far fetched. So we have to take the reins and say we're going to teach our children, our young adults, ourselves, the godly way to love. Pastor Inga, when you heard about this this event and when you all were talking about it, did it remind you of Love Day? <laughs> and you like the digital fame. We used to do love stuff a lot back at our church. We did a lot of love at New Life. Oh it my was. goodness. It, we it, always had something going on. Always. Always. <laughs> it was it was always 
a matter of us coming together. Yes. Um, and and a matter of us um, bringing others in our sphere to embrace mm -hmm. um, what we were giving each other. Um, and that was the blessed, you know, part about it. When we, when we came, when we came together, it was, it was just this spontaneous yes. type of moment. It's, it was unexplainable. And then, you know, um, we just, for some, somehow, I guess just the way God, you know, was just his, his presence was just in our midst. We just knew knew how to love yes. it was it was we didn't have any isms yeah. or schisms you know if if it was there we didn't know nothing about it you know if people had issues right. whatever with each other all of that just it just didn't mean anything when it was time to come together in time to do the work of the lord in time to you know um just get the call of god done we just yes. we just did it and did. i cannot mm -hmm. explain it and, you know and i mean people you know once you know we went separate ways mm -hmm. everybody says they cannot find that anywhere wow. can't find it anywhere and and it and i mean you know even in us as many ministries in different states and stuff you know that we have done ministry in there is nothing like new wow. life cathedral of fact not there is it's nowhere to be found wow. it's true and i i thank god for our foundation and i thank god for the fact that even as a young child um, I've watched the two of you and particularly um, be so graceful as women and be a great demonstration of, of class and grace and young people look for people to emulate mm. role models. And for some, their role models are celebrities and, you know, people that have all these millions, but for, for others is people who they see is people at their church, is people who they are connected to that they watch. I mean, and both of you um, had long, you're, and Pastor Inga is, has been married for what, four, 35 years? 35 years, yeah. 35 years. And prior to, uh, and rest in peace to Andrew Cooper, um, Pastor Cooper, how long were you married? Well, you know, we had a time together and a time where I walked out the door, and then, but God sent me back. Mm -hmm. So we were together a total of 37 and a half years by the time wow. died. But some of that time had been a time where I we were separated, mm -hmm. but we had to still learn how to co-parent. So we still had to learn how to walk together. Yes. We still had to learn how to love each other without condition because yes. we were raising children. We didn't want them infected by our mess. Yes. So absolutely. we still had to grow up in love, you know. Absolutely. But God sent me back. He said, go back and finish your first work. So, All right. And, All right. Yeah. Levana says, hey, true story. They don't play. <laughs> Thanks for coming through, sis. They coming through. Love you, love. <laughs> I just, I want to um, invite everybody, even if you are not necessarily in a 
romantic situation. Young ladies, young men, come and be blessed by people who have some some seasoning uh, in terms of their experiences where you can be enriched and learn about what love is. Before you attach yourself to anybody, you got to understand love at the God level. Yes. I think we miss that uh, because we think that the essence of love is I love him. I love her. Mm -hmm. But when you really tap into God's love, the God level love, I think that opens your eyes to a whole nother aspect of what love and commitment because your decisions that you make tell someone how you love them. Yeah. When you when you're married and you go out here, you're supposed to be protecting your family and keeping their best interest in mind. Love will make you walk away from some stuff. Hmm. Like I ain't about to be messing with you. Uh uh-uh, uh. Bye. I'm going home. Love will make you turn around and say, No, nah, I, I I would talk to um my husband, bless his heart. He have a little road rage sometimes. <laughs> and and I said. Your your pride gets hurt because you didn't get cut off. But in all seriousness, I said, well, what if they had a gun? What if they had a weapon? Sometimes love will make you shut up and put your pride away and say, I'm not even going to engage because I want my family to live. And people don't understand that. No, but I got to I got to follow them home. They've been on my tail all down the freeway. Nope. Not in 2024. Not if you want to live. So I'm glad that you're doing this because as young people, I want you all to understand what love, love isn't sex. That can be an aspect of showing love. But I think a lot of us feel like sex is the ultimate demonstration of love. And I'm not totally convinced. I ain't seen nothing wrong with sex, but I think if you're not in a place of love and you're engaging in that, what is that? Lust. Yeah. I want us to go deeper than just the fiery loins for the moment. Because we get so caught up in how this makes me feel. But what happens after them seven seconds is over? Yeah. Then what do you have? Where's your substance in your relationship? And do you even love you? Some of us have had issues loving ourselves. So we don't even know how to really adequately love another because we don't even know how God loves us. Hmm. We're fearfully and wonderfully made. Many of us have had low self-esteem and that even lowers your standards in some cases. Yes, it does. I want to invite everybody that's listening, watching, please share this. Get your tickets. They're $25, February the 9th. 6 to 8.30 p.m. And what's the location, Pastor Cooper? It's, one six, it's, it's in Mount Clemens. It's 168 Cass Avenue in Mount Clemens, Michigan. It's between Gratiot Avenue and Grossbeck Avenue okay. um, in Mount Clemens, Michigan. And it's at First Presbyterian Church. All right. That's going to be amazing. It is. We have a wonderful dinner plan for you guys. And we've got an excellent panel. And we also, we're going to do a seasonally wed game. We've got people that have been married 28 years and over. Three couples. And they're going to do, similar to the newlywed game, they're going to answer questions and 
and they're going to do the game show for us. And so it's going to be a wonderful night, a night of fun, good food, lots of love and wonderful information about what love is. And we're going, we're coming from agape. That's the goal. Yes. First yes. Corinthians 13, where it talks about how love suffers long, how it is kind how love does not envy, how love does not parade itself, how love is not puffed up. It mm. does not behave rudely. Mm. It does not seek its own. It's not provoked, easily provoked. It thinks no evil. It does not rejoice in iniquity, but it rejoices in truth. It bears all, leaves mm. all. It hopes all things and it endures all things. We're talking about that kind of love. It's kind of love. In marriage and in friendship with yes. family, yes. with your neighbors, with your coworkers, that is the goal. Yes. That is what Christ gave us because he said God is love. Yes. Is. He bears with us. He suffers long with us. Yes. Thank He's you, hoping that we're going to make the right choice every day. Mm. Mm. Mm -mm. He's not rude toward us. When we're ignorant and we act stupid, he does not behave rudely toward us. That's right. He's patient with us. Yes. He's waiting on us to get it right, to come, yes. to, come to ourselves, mm -hmm. turn back to him. So we're going to be talking about love on that level. I love it. And I want to challenge to those who are watching and you might be saying, well, I don't remember experiencing love as a child. Yeah. And here I am as an adult. I want to challenge you to get in that room. Absolutely. I believe that God is going to use this event to speak to your heart in such a way where you'll start to realize God has never left you. And even if your home life wasn't all that loving, mm. God can send people your way. Yes. That may not have the same blood as you. Yes. It was a covenant and God can assign you to them to love on you as if you got the same lineage because God is our father. I mean, we, we are family anyway. So I want to challenge you. You may have been watching this and you saying, oh, I'm hearing this, the love, love, love. Let me tell you, you're worthy of love. Yes. No matter what has happened to you. I want you to get in the room and let people teach you about love and love on you. You need to know that you are loved mm. and learn about a God that loves you in spite of you. Yeah. And you may say, well, you don't know what I've done, LHG. I don't have to know. We have a God that is a forgiving God. Jeez. And if you repent to him and he throws that thing into the sea of fatigue, men will remind you of your mess. <laughs> Remember when you said, remember when you did? And I got a comment in here. Elder Sandra Cobb is our forgiveness coach. She says, this sounds interesting, sis. You know where my mind is going. How does forgiveness fit in the conversation about love? Absolutely. Let's talk about that before we get out of here. Pastor Cooper, you want to address that? 
I, you know what I learned the hard way? Because I was a woman who would hold a grudge. Because I, I thought for unforgiveness protected me from people that would hurt me. So I used unforgiveness to make sure I kept people. Uh-oh. She might have got a call. Yes. I'm going to have you wait. Oh, she's back. There she is. Go ahead, Pastor Cooper. We're back. Can you see us? The Lord let me know. Denise, I love you. Yes. I've loved you no matter what you do. I love you. And he let me know the only way you can love is if you bounce back. And forgiveness gives you the power to bounce Ooh. back. When you forgive, God can heal and soften your heart and give you the stamina to get back in the arena with people Ooh. that he means to improve your life in some way. Hurt wow. is a part of life. You can't move through life without being hurt, without being offended. But mm. you have to be able to forgive people and bounce back and get back into the arena in order for God to develop you in the way that he's trying to perfect you. He's trying to make you better. Ooh, he said, I need you to bounce back. You got to get back in the arena. That's My the God. only way you can be sharpened. People My who God. fall out and can't bounce back and get back in the arena and cannot be rubbed again. People hmm. that are too fragile to be hurt and forgive and bounce back are people who walk around underdeveloped. My they God. walk around, um, uh, uh, how can I put it? They walk around underdeveloped and, and, and slightly... I don't want to say a bad word. Let's see. They walk around not reaching the potential that God means for them to reach. The mm -hmm. only way you can reach it is if you let people hurt you and you're able to forgive and you're able to get back in the arena. You become better and they become better. Jesus. Ooh, that's good. Amen. Pastor Inga, go ahead. Um, I always, I always, um, the concept that has always helped me to to love people beyond the, what they've done to me or hurt me or harmed me and be able to walk in forgiveness is the scripture that says, um, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Mm -hmm. And so I would always have to look at that. And even though the situation, you know, may have put me in a place to where, you know, I just want to off mm -hmm. you know it's like okay but how would if if that was you on that side yeah how would you want someone to accept you or receive mm -hmm. you or how would you want someone to um um treat you um if you were the one that had the issue or the problem because really it is the part it is that person that has an issue or have and have mm -hmm. the Problem. Right. And so how would you want to be perceived or accepted or received back mm -hmm. um, if it was you that was acting crazy and doing the crazy right. stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I would always have to look at that and say, you know, I wouldn't want nobody, you know, to, to be mean to me or mm -hmm. X me out or mm -hmm. make, you know, make me feel uh, the the lowly person and and um and so that you know that is an aspect of love in itself too is doing unto others as you will have them do unto you how do you want to be treated how do you want to be received how do you want to be perceived um if 
you are dealing with some struggles that cause you to hurt people or harm people or mm -hmm. do people wrong. Right. You know, so I always right. look at that in that aspect. Absolutely. Elder Sandra Cobb, uh, first of all, thank you for that question because you brought out a whole nother layer of this whole uh, love conversation. She's been a part of my life over the last couple of years. And um, Inga, uh, Pastor Inga, uh, because she knows me for so long, she knows some of the things that I've dealt with as a child growing up uh, with trauma. Uh, but past Elder Cobb uh, has been on the show. She's a forgiveness coach. And she reminds us that we have to be forgive because God says so. Yeah. And I had to admit that in my life, I had decided that what people had done to me was so egregious that I was not going to pray for them. It took me a long time to say, you know what, Latanya, you can't do that. You can't just decide that someone has hurt you so bad that they're no longer a child of God to you. They don't deserve forgiveness. I had to, I had to repent. Yes. I had to repent. This thing about forgiveness is not a suggestion. This thing is, if you want to be forgiven, you're going to have to make this thing happen. There's no, uh, well, if you feel comfortable, you know, it is, it's not, it's not negotiable. So I also want to implore people to come to this event. If that's been a difficult area for you, if you've struggled in the area of, of forgiveness and you want to be in an atmosphere where you're being taught about love from the biblical perspective, get in the room. Yes. In the room. Because to me, until you forgive, everything is going to be black and white. You won't see color. <laughs> yes. Well put. You won't be able to smell. Your, your senses will be dulled. Mm. Yeah. The, the five senses are on, on, on a low, low vibration until you forgive. Everything has a haze. I, and I'm telling you because I know this. And I got comfortable with my unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It was my security blanket. Well, once you find out what she did, you're going to see why I'm not. Uh, uh, no. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. No, no, no. We got some comments here. Justin Dorcas Dillard says, we forgive because we have been forgiven. Yes. Amen. Amen. Levana says, unforgiveness cuts off your own forgiveness from God. Yes. 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 Elder Cobb says, amen. But when I, I talked to Elder Cobb, Recently, she has a book. And if you don't mind putting your book link in the comments, Elder Cop, free to forgive. And she tells her own testimony about forgiveness. And if she could forgive what she forgave, then it made my little situation look, look somewhat minor. But when I, I finally got to this realization that everybody has a lapse of judgment. Hmm. Everybody falls short. Yeah. Everybody makes mistakes. Yeah. And becoming a parent opened my eyes to a whole lot. Oh, yeah. A whole lot. It's easy to say what you think could have happened and should have happened. But when you bring a child into this earth, okay, and that child is dependent solely upon you, and all you want to do is get it right, but you've broken yourself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Broken people have babies. Yep. Yeah, we do. Yeah. We do. Free to forgive is her book. 
And www.sandralcobb is the website. It's an amazing book. So if you are out there and you have been struggling, like I don't see color right now. Yeah. It could be that you haven't forgiven. Yeah. It's easy to say, well, I'm good. I'm good. We we love saying that. Yeah. I, it, um, it's a it's a non-factor. I don't care about them. Honey, please. It shows up in your decisions. It shows up in your body. It shows up in your mind. Yeah. You haven't forgiven completely. So are you ready to see life in color? Are you ready to have all five of your senses working as they're supposed to be? To be able to smell, to be able to taste, to be able to feel the way you should? Yes. Yes, elders. I will put the event in the comments. I sure will. I've been posting the flyer. I want y'all to be there. I just have a feeling it's going to be very powerful. Mm -hmm. Just this conversation alone um, and the different facets of love and layers of love and dimensions of love. We don't talk about this enough. When you look at social media, we hate each other like crazy. Families are falling apart. Couples are falling apart. We, We love is like we're not even talking about it. No, we want to be educated in love, love literacy. We go into school for stuff, we learn and stuff, we reading books about stuff. Let's learn what love really is on the God level. Man, so we can see everything in color and 3D. Yeah, come on. We got to get out of here. I want to thank you to, oh my gosh, this is my village, y'all. These are my, my people. These are my people. Pastor Inga, thank you. Man, I just wanted to say too, because we're talking about love and the, the aspect of, you know, uh, we're, we're going to be sharing the love language, you know, to those that are here. But the whole ultimate thing about this whole event is the fact that you are coming to a place to not only receive love, but But you're going to be able to be the one to give love all the way on the other side of the water. Your participation, your support to this event is spreading love all the way to a whole nother nation. And that, that's that that's what's so awesome about it because yeah. God, you know God he always so good about doing a double thing. Yes. Mm. He's always so good about doing a double thing. And so not only are we getting some love, getting some love literacy, but we're also giving some love. Praise God. Praise Amen. God. I love that. Pastor Cooper, I'm going to give you the final word to um two things I would like you to do to give us a final word about the event. And then I want you to pray us out tonight, if that's okay with you. Okay. Well, first of all, I'd like to thank you um, for even listening to this conversation. It's so very important. And I'm grateful that the Lord is given an opportunity for this event on February, Friday, February the 9th at First Presbyterian church in Mount Clemens, Michigan at 168 Cass Avenue. Uh, at six o'clock, from six o'clock to 830, we are going to have an oppor- a time where we're going to greet you in love. 
We're going to serve you delicious food. We're going to talk about love. We're going to talk about it as it pertains to what God has said. But we're also going to come down to the level of human behaviors yes. and what that looks like and how we can exhibit it toward each other in five love languages, as Gary Chapman has taught. We're going to laugh together. We're going to do a game show. and We're going to learn through that, through other couples' experiences. And then we're going to um, allow God to use us to love each other in this experience. We want you to know that it doesn't matter whether you have a romantic interest or not. There is a way that you can experience God's love, and that's through each other. God made us to be like him. And he wants to love you. He wants us to love each other yes. in a way where his love flows through us. And so it's an opportunity for that to happen. And so I just want you to come and join us. Let us love on you. Yes. We want to love on you and we want to give you an opportunity to love on someone else. Yes. So I'm just going to say, Father God, I just thank you for tonight. I thank you for Latanya Harris Gooding. I thank you for Pastor Wallace and all of those that you have called to this moment, Lord God, of talking about and revealing who you are and how you want to move through us in the land. I thank you and I praise you, Father God, that every person that has been on this line, everyone that hears this recording, Lord God, will be enlightened, Father God, that you, Father God, will cause something in them, Father God, to be stirred up, O oh God, that you will draw them closer to you, Father God, and to the revelation of your love, O oh God, and your forgiveness, O oh God. I thank you and I praise you, Father God, that as we uh, leave, Lord God, this broadcast, Father God, but not your presence, I thank you, Father God, for saturating our lives, O oh God, with your love, Lord God, in spirit and in truth, oh God. Hallelujah. Father, we want to know love in spirit and in truth, oh God, because you are love, oh God, and you've been so good to us. You've been so kind to us. So, Father God, I ask that you keep each person that is on this line, that hears this broadcast, that you keep us, Father God, and that you be glorified in everything that we say and that we do. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 I want you all to follow Oasis Ministry Feeding Minds, follow Earthquakers Ministries so that you can be a part of what is going on, of this missions, uh, being able to reach across the waters and show love. Amen. Thank you, Elder Kai, for being here. I love you all. And I will see you tomorrow night. Come back for Girl Chat Weekly. We're doing women in business. I got a girlfriend that has a, her own business of nine of wigs. She's going to be showing her pieces yeah. and talking about yeah. mental health. So come on back tomorrow night at seven. I love y'all so, so much for being with me tonight. Thank you. Good night. Love y'all. Good night. Thank you. Love you. Good night. Good night.